the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. Well, folks, good afternoon on this. Uh, boy, it's actually a pleasant Tuesday. You're listening to the John DePietro Show. It's AM 1380 and also 99.9 FM. We also like to do, uh, we do the noon report live. And what does that mean? It means we do a live stream. You can find, uh, the easiest thing to do is if you um, can find your way over to my Facebook page. And then we uh, do this in collaboration with RI1 News, which is the uh, number one news source. So if you can uh, find your way over there, folks. Uh, this is the Noon Report Live. And again, if you just go to uh, John DePietro Show on Facebook, then you will find our live stream that we do. In this portion of the program, <clears throat> excuse me, as we kick things off on this Tuesday, and it's a big day. Governor McKee is delivering his, uh, could be his first or it could be his last state of the state. Uh, that's debatable on whether or not it'll be his first or his last. But either way. He is delivering it tonight, so it is a, a big night, and we'll obviously be doing um, Facebook Live after that. I think it's only going to be a half hour, and then uh, Blake Filippi, the minority leader, has been chosen to deliver the rebuttal to it. We're going to talk with Representative Patricia Morgan, who um, we're going to talk to her coming up at 1230. I'd like to hear her state of the state. I'll give you my idea of the state of the state, and we'll do a little stop and start probably, but tonight... Very special Facebook Live tonight after Governor McKee. I'm, I'm told that it, I think it only runs 30 minutes, could be longer. But this portion of the program brought to you by Henry Oil. Folks, call Henry Oil. Now, listen, we have a little reprieve with the weather. But it is obviously, you know, we still got a long way to go here. Uh, but today's actually, at least it's a sunny day. I'm seeing uh, during the course of the week. But anyhow, fill up that oil tank. Henry Oil, 401 521 Since 1947, a Rhode Island tradition, reliable, affordable fuel oil delivery. It's Henry Oil. Call them. Now, remember, with Henry Oil, you have oil burner service and installation, automatic delivery, budget plan, service contracts, lock and cap pricing. Make Henry Oil your oil provider. Call them today at 401-521-0200, serving most of Rhode Island and southeastern Mass. Henry Oil online at henryoil.com. So, folks, again, good afternoon, uh, one and all on this. Um, those that are tuning in, you can see the state house behind me. And again, we're going to talk with Representative Patricia Morgan coming up at 1230. I, I just want to touch on and put some context because I am hearing from some troopers from the Rhode Island State Police. Have you heard last hour? And remember, folks, we do the noon report live each day on Facebook. But the show, the radio show, is, in fact, three hours. We start at 11 and we go until 2 o'clock. It's AM 1380, 99.9 FM. And this is only, by the way, for people that want real news. Not everybody does. Some people don't, some people don't mind that you're not really told what's going on. Some people don't mind that they censor the news for you. Some people don't want to find out what's really going on. Some people say, you know, I'd rather hear from people that just give us kind of a, a watered-down version. This is not for you. This is raw. This is unedited. No one edits me. I know what that's like. I know what that's like firsthand. I know what it's like to have a great story 
And then management comes in and says, oh, no, no, you can't go with that. No, because it's going to, no, we don't want to do that. It's going to upset this one or it's going to upset that one or no, 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 you can't. I mean, I, I've been in that situation. Then you have to make a choice. Either you deliver it and then risk employment and or upset the, the person you're working with or then you just move on. So this, this is unedited. I know what it's like for print reporters where the editor says, no, 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 I'm taking that out. Nope, we're not going to go with that. That doesn't fit into it. No, we're not going with that. I, I know what it's like for television reporters that have a great story. And then the news director at the TV station says, no, we're taking that clip out at the end. We're not going to. I know what that's like. This is unedited. It's not for everyone, by the way. It's not It's not for everyone. And and I recognize that. And, and I'm not even upset. I mean, I do get email from some people that saying, oh, my God, I, I feel like. I, you know, I'm living in two different, two different states. You know, I, I put on the news or I put on the radio one station and, and they say, this is our good news segment. Everything's good news. You know, here's a story about a, you know, a cat that learned how to blow out a candle. And that, that's not what this is. <laughs> I assure you that's not what this is. Although I still get asked to maybe do those stories once in a while. No, we, we don't. There's, there's news. <clears throat> I don't say we're just going to focus on good news. Tell me something good. And no, 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 no. You want to know what's going on? A 24-year-old UCLA student was stabbed by a homeless bum in L.A. And how dramatic was it? Her father was on Fox and Friends this morning. And Steve Ducey, the host, couldn't even compose himself and was crying and listening to that. You know what real news is? Let's find some Good news out there. Here's a man that's built a shed out of license plate. No, no, no. I, I don't, you know, I'm not trying to find the best blanking clam cake or, you know, chowder and bubblers and the rest of that beer. No school foster. No, 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 no. Wrong go. And I don't carry the water for McKee, who was not elected governor. Not. I had someone yesterday. Who elected this guy? I said, no one. He's like, what are you talking about? How was he governor then? I said, he's filling out Ramundo's term. Well, didn't they have an election after? No. See, people don't even follow. You kid, he's a placeholder. And as far as Governor Dan McKee, former mayor of Cumberland, <clears throat> I've seen enough. It's like the new Ben Affleck flick on, uh, what is it, on Netflix or Amazon Prime? I don't even know. Tender Bar? After 12 minutes, I hit, I've seen enough. <clears throat> the sequel to The Sopranos, The Many Saints of Newark, I've seen enough. Stop it. I can't. I, they just took 12, 15 minutes out of my life I can't get back. They're not taking any more. Horrible. With Governor McKee, I've already seen it. All right, I get it. Pander it in chief. He's making all these promises. Oh, I just have to do this stuff till I get elected. Once in no, 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 We've seen quite enough. I don't need to see the second half. So, you know, Governor McKee, you watch. In the second half, the Patriots are going to turn it around. What did most of us say at halftime? I think I've seen enough. Even apparently Bob Kraft cut up and left at halftime on Saturday night of that just complete colossal. And, and, and I want to give credit to Dan Shaughnessy of the Boston Globe. He's the only local sports reporter that has the backbone to actually call out the uncomfortableness 
of Coach Belichick having his sons as defensive coaches. So I give credit to Dan Shaughnessy. He's the only one. We talked about it in Juan's household on Sunday and yesterday. And I thought, boy, that's a problem when your son is basically running the defense. And the defense didn't show up. But anyhow, so tonight, Governor McKee is going to deliver the state of the state. And I also want to touch on, I want to come back to what I was saying about um, the, the troopers. And, and I, you know, I received an email from one. Oh, I thought you were a big back the blue. Listen, I am a back the blue. I'm not sure. I'm not going to, I'm not throwing the police under the bus here. But like that, that, that Channel 12 report that I just played last hour, that, that should make everyone uncomfortable. And, and excuse me, that's not a solution. All due respect to Colonel Manny. But, folks, this portion of the program, speaking of Back the Blue, is brought to you by Coogie. It's R.E. Coogan and Heating, 401-732-6562. If you're having a heating problem, call Coogan Heating today, 401-732-6562. Helpful, trustworthy, reliable plumbing, heating, and cooling. Call them, 401-732-6562. Now, check the website, petro.com because I have a story up. And I interact a lot with law enforcement. And I got an email from a friend of mine this morning who's in law enforcement who said, you're exactly right. What the what in God's name is taking so long with the bug Craddock investigation? What, 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 is, what is happening around here? Other than all we hear is that Governor McKee runs interference and tries to slow things down with his power as governor. But it's wrong. And my point is, let me be very clear about the Bud Craddock. Again, check out the website, folks, to Petro.com. And don't forget, to Petro.com, brought to you by Pat Elston, Caldwell Banker Realty, based in Cumberland, 401-474-5253. 20 years experience, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. This is who you want, Pat Elston. Do you know Pat? Send her a caller. Say Happy New Year. Maybe she sold you a piece of property or home. Maybe she... Helped you purchase one, but call her, 401-474-5253. If you're thinking of putting a piece of property, real estate, or home on the market over the next few months, first call Pat Elston, 401-474-5253. But that Channel 12 story of Tim White, that should, I can't echo this enough, that should wake everybody up. We have an epidemic of drunk driving in the state. And now Tim White focused on the fact, how bad is it that they're actually slamming into state police cruisers? And I'm not trying to, you know, boy, that's unfair and, you know, you're saying that. But I'm saying at the very end of it, their solution is, and I'll play it, but Colonel Lanny said, well, what we're going to do is get bigger, safer cars, patrol cars for the state police to be in. And I know Colonel Manny, but time blanking out, that's not a solution. What about the rest of us. All right, so the Rhode Island State Police get to ride around, what, in tanks? So they're safe? What about the drivers on the road? There is a problem, and I'll give you a big part of the problem, is that state senator from, it's Lincoln Smithfield, I believe, Stephen Archibald. He is a problem. He has a conflict of interest. He is a drunk driving attorney. He advertised on his website to get more business. How great is he? He wrote the law, which means he knows how to get around the law. So he, complete conflict of interest, sits on the Senate Judiciary Committee. That's wrong. So when someone says, all right, let's make it criminal 
if you refuse the test. What do you think Archibald says? Nope, no way, can't do that. Because that's how he gets people off. He tells them, don't take the test. If you don't take the test, I can get you off. So we're stuck riding around on the roads. And by the way, I want to be very clear about these drunk driving numbers. And you heard them in the Channel 12 report. 453 2019 jumps to over 600 2020. Last year under Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee, close to 1,000 drunk driving uh, arrests. Let's be very clear about something. These are just the people that they're catching. This is not all drunk drivers on the road. This is just what a good question. And I am in no way. I sent Tim White a message. Great, great story. And I let Tim White at Channel 12 know my criticism is certainly not of the story he put together. But my, I have some questions. What percentage of drunk drivers are on the road? How many, what's the percentage of when they arrest someone that, you know, there's far more out there that don't get caught? Maybe they make it where they're going. Maybe they pull, you know, whatever it is. Maybe police aren't there. But there's, there's an epidemic of it. When you go from 400-something to close to 1,000 in a two-year period, you, you tell me, I mean, there's something drastically wrong. And what's Governor McKee's solution to it? Has Governor Dan McKee, now tonight he's going to deliver state to state. Is he even going to mention drunk driving? Because there are so many reps and drunk driving attorneys at the Rhode Island State House that they block any real legislation. And I want to be very clear. This falls on, in my, this is my words, Speaker Joe Sacacci, Senate President Dominic Ruggiero, and Rhode Island Governor Dan McKee. Those three men, all Democrat leaders, this is not a Republican problem. These are three white male Democrats that control the Rhode Island State House. If the three of them wanted to, do you mean to tell me those three men could not solve or cut down on or put in far more aggressive legislation on drunk driving in Rhode Island? The answer is no, absolutely not. But they get campaign donations from all these drunk driving lawyers who make a fortune. And also, the state makes a lot of money in revenue from drunk driving. It's big business. I told a story the other night. When we had on poor Olivia's stepdad, Dennis, when we were sitting in court for that subhuman to step forward and have to be uh, arraigned in crashing into poor little 17-year-old Olivia on New Year's Eve, his case wasn't the first one up. As a matter of fact, we had to sit there for an hour, and it's an eye-opener, one drunk driving case after another, beyond routine, and half of them need the translator, and suspended uh, license, driving on a suspended license, driving on an expired license, no registration, boom, 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 and they all just go. And the judge, okay, and there's the bail or no bail, personal recognizance. It's business as blank and usual. Makes you sick to your stomach. And you you look at and say that, all right, now this is, uh, I'm just seeing this right now. Um, hold on, folks, at 1221. What a joke. In advance of his first state of the state, Governor McKee has extended the indoor mask order for another month. What a disgrace. What a disgrace. 
this guy is not friendly to small business. He's just not. Governor Glenn Youngkin, the first thing he did as governor of Virginia was, boom, no more masks for kids in school. I want to remind people, Rhode Island does, Massachusetts does not have an indoor mask mandate, but Rhode Island does. Governor McKee, well, you know, every state's different. I, I, I don't even know how to respond. I mean, that is, what are you talking about? How much more damage is he going to do? This is ridiculous. But let me just stay on this just for a moment, folks. Um, I'm anxious to see. Now, Blake Filippi, the House Minority Leader, he's going to deliver the Republican response to Governor McKee's state of the state. You know, I want to see what he says. Is he going to talk about how our voting system is compromised? Is he going to talk about that they're masking children in school? Is he talking, going to talk about that parents don't want critical race theory? Is he going to talk about the fact that Governor McKee is about to hand out driver's licenses to illegal aliens? Uh, is he going to talk about the fact that Governor McKee is about to open and legalize heroin, uh, meth, and fentanyl in Rhode Island for, quote, injection sites. What do you think that's going to do for the road? You think we have a problem on the roads right now, which we do, an epidemic of drunk driving? Now, let's also be very clear. We also have people that are driving who are high and out of their minds. And very soon, they're going to, boom, you watch, mark my words. It's already happening, but it's really going to be an explosion of they're going to be an accident and they're going to say, oh, they didn't. They didn't have any alcohol in their system. And then we're going to have to say, well, did you test their blood? And you know what's going to be in their blood? Heroin, fentanyl, or meth. Do you think someone on fentanyl is someone who should be behind the wheel? Governor McKee. Well, you know, we, we would hope that they're going to take a ripped a bus home. Yeah. Okay. So you know why? Because people that use and inject heroin, they're, they're real sticklers for the rules. Yeah, that's a good advisory. Oh, you're going to advise the heroin addict to take the rip to bus home. Does anyone listen to this? I, I start screaming when I hear this foolishness. Oh, okay. Someone who is like living hour to hour, day to day, who has a serious meth habit, like meth mouth, or fentanyl problem or heroin problem. Oh, wait a minute. Before I go to the injection site, Governor McKee said I should take the rip to bus. Boy, I'm sure a lot of people want to be on the bus with all the heroin addicts. What is wrong with these people? The people that do that, this is like their last stop. Many of these people, they are on the verge. If they're not at rock bottom, they're looking at rock bottom. That's why they have a serious blanking drug problem. Well, we're going to suggest, we're going to suggest, oh, maybe you could... Maybe you could uh, give out free bus passes at the hard drug center. Do you realize that every junkie within like an 800 mile radius is going to move to Rhode Island? Because Governor McKee is basically putting out the open for business sign. If you have a meth problem, if you have a heroin problem or fentanyl, move to Rhode Island because it's legalized. But we'll give you a free bus pass. Yeah, because they're real. It's not like they're the type that lose anything, right? When someone's on a three-day binge of fentanyl, I'm sure they have their wallet and keys and everything organized. Folks, what is happening around here? But I'll say this, you know, in that state police thing, they don't say we want the General Assembly to step up. The state police, they have lobbyists. 
Colonel Manny, he, he could say, and I'm going to go up there and I'm going to demand, you know, listen, and I don't know enough about it. I freely admit, I don't know what state, stay with me on the drunk driving thing. I don't, I don't know what state has the toughest laws. I don't know. But I know when you go from 400 to over 900, close to 1,000, when you're doubling, that, that's a problem. You know, the prob- and instead, what do they focus on? What happened in New York over the weekend? An innocent woman was pushed under the tracks by a, a crazed homeless bum. What happened in L.A.? Who are police looking for? Another homeless vagrant knifed and killed that 24-year-old UCLA student. You, you had a, a girl working at a Burger King, a homeless guy, killed her. Like, And what are they doing in Rhode Island? Oh, they're all sleeping at the state house. Oh, the poor homeless. Oh. Yeah, in the major cities, they're killing people. Like, I've, I've had it with the misguided direction. And anytime I post something on homeless, anytime, oh, oh, all the bleeding hearts come out. How dare you show a little compassion for the homeless? You know I have compassion for? The woman that was pushed onto the subway tracks. You know I have compassion for? The 24-year-old UCLA student. You know what they then say? Now we want to remember her and honor her. And that's all they're left with, right? This Saturday, there's going to be a rally in Cranston for justice for Olivia Passaretti. Governor McKee has never mentioned her name, has never contacted the family. And those drunk driving statistics are appalling, despicable. This is a state. The Democrat leaders at the blanking state house, folks, They don't care about families. Governor McKee has become the pander in chief. The only thing he cares about is chasing Latino votes in Providence, Pawtucket, and Central Falls. It's it's insanity what has happened. And I, I just don't understand why my old station allows Pork Boy. You give McKee a three hour defender every single day who has a complete conflict of interest because he's cut a deal with McKee that if he can get McKee elected, McKee will hire him into his administration. That is a conflict of interest. That should not be allowed. But it's tolerated. And I don't mean to get off on a big thing. I mean, what do you expect from someone who defends a man that brings 13-year-old boys into a closet and has them stripped naked for no legitimate reason what kind of individual defends someone like that that's absurd even in the movie boogie nights when burt reynolds goes to visit the colonel and then he starts saying well what do you mean well you know they they uh jack jack they found some things and the guys behind the class and you know these kids are so young and even in that movie Burt Reynolds is like, oh, my God, and like hangs up on the colonel who then that dramatic scene, he's like talking through the glass and you can't hear him. I mean, even in that, the uh, the director, Burt Reynolds, had Jack. He had enough. Like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, What is this? But not old pork boy. So what? So he was getting into a closet with a naked 13 year old. I failed to see the problem. If anything, maybe a little green with envy. 
folks, we have perverts and drunk defenders running the state right now. But I mean it. I want to be really clear. And you never hear it. You never hear it. It's always about, well, you know, the biggest problem in Rhode Island is white supremacy. The biggest problem are some of these Trump supporters. The biggest problem, yeah, no, excuse me. The biggest problem is the lack of leadership at the state house. Are you there to defend families? Are you there to defend children? Are you there to make the state safer for them? The answer is no. The leadership, the Democrat leadership in Rhode Island is willing to sacrifice a number of Rhode Islanders being killed every year because they make so much money from drunk driving. That's just a fact. You know, in retail, I'm going to get Patricia Morgan on, but in retail, they call it a theft loss, a theft percentage. Every Anyone that's ever worked in real estate, excuse me, in retail, will tell you there's a number, and that is, in fact, um, there's a percentage that they, every retail, they know every month, whatever it is, they're going to be ripped off. But obviously, they don't close the doors unless it starts to exceed that. Rhode Island, they have something like that. They know that every year there's going to be certain Rhode Islanders killed on the highways and roads by drunk drivers, but they're willing to tolerate it because drunk driving brings in so much money. And as a result of that, they're they're willing to tolerate it. Folks, joining us on the line right now is a true fighter, and I wish she was actually delivering the response to the state of the state. And as our friend, Happy New Year to Representative Patricia Morgan. Good afternoon, Rep. Morgan. Good afternoon, John. Well, Rep. Morgan, tonight, our panderer-in-chief, Governor McKee, is going to get up there and act like Santa Claus simply because he's sitting on $1 billion of the federal COVID money that Rhode Island's getting, certainly not due to his lack of leadership. And he just announced he's extending the mask mandate another month even though Massachusetts doesn't even have one. But I would like to hear if it was, it, it, listen, and Rep, don't deny me of a dream. If I were to go to bed at night and dream and hear Governor Morgan delivering a state of the state, I'm just curious if you would uh, indulge us with what your state of the state would be. Well, thank you for that. I mean, um you know, my focus was always on building the economy. Um, I I am a firm believer of what President Reagan said, that the best social, social program is a good job. And I think that my colleagues on the other side of the aisle never, ever think about how they can grow jobs in Rhode Island. I mean, we're going to hear that we're going to hear Governor McKee passing out money to all the people who will now give him votes, yep. right? But none of it is focused. Yeah, I mean, housing. He's going to give a ton of money. He and the speaker are going to give a ton of money to housing. And there's no doubt we need housing in Rhode Island. But how about we remove some of the things that stop us from getting more housing in Rhode right. Island? Yep. So that, and, and, and also about getting people jobs so they can afford to buy a house. What they're talking about, when they talk about affordable housing, they're not talking about the little starter homes that most of us began in. They're talking about government housing, housing that is subsidized by the taxpayer and where people get decent 
decent apartments to live in, but they never get to own them. They never get to create wealth on their own. And they can't create wealth because they can't get a good job. And yet you never hear the Democrats talking about removing the regulations and, and, and doing those things that will make our state more attractive to employers. Yes. The people who will bring jobs here and plentiful jobs. Well, Rep. Morgan, on top of that, listen, this is Rhode Island. And again, folks, we're speaking with Representative Patricia Morgan. Let's be honest. Uh, All this stuff about housing, someone, and I don't know who, but someone or several people are going to make a fortune, whatever affordable housing that they're going to be talking about, just in the building of it or the lots or whatever the hell it's going to be. Yeah, people people out there, the taxpayers, should not confuse this with uh, housing that is inexpensive to build. Right. Because, I mean, I sat on a zoning board and, and, and they would come to us with these proposals for affordable housing and they were more expensive than my house was. Right. Well, Rep. Morgan, I, I think there's some good examples of look at that. That 195 land was supposed to be for companies and private business. And now they have basically given up and now they're going to let someone build uh, housing, you know, apartments there or condos, uh, whatever that's going to be. And there's some people that are complaining it's going to block their view. But what what people are missing is basically the reason they seemingly are going to allow that is because they have given up that any company is actually going to go on that land and build it to have a business there. Right. The Commerce Department has failed. You know, when the Commerce Department came in, it wasn't supposed to be an agency that just handed out our money to people who took care of donations to Democrats. Right. It it was never supposed to be about that. You know, the Commerce Corporation has built tons of hotels. Tell me, what kind of jobs come from hotels. I get in the building of it, there are some real construction jobs. But after the building, what kind of jobs do hotels give us? Not, 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 not well-paying. kinds of jobs no, that we not need. At all. They're not in manufacturing. No. They're not in services. Right? They're, right? they're not the kind of plentiful and, and multi, multi-level jobs that, that people need. So, yeah, they've given up. I, I, I was wondering, and I actually have lost lost track of it, how many jobs are in the Wexford complex? I don't even know. They have a lot of empty offices. But I want to share with you. Exactly. I want to um, share with Representative Patricia Morgan. I'll just tell you, if it was Governor DiPietro, uh my state of the state in some ways would echo uh, Governor Yunkin of Virginia, who came out of the box on Saturday, new governor sworn in Republican, and said the masks are coming off the children in the school. We're banning critical race theory in the state. I would agree with both. I would add in, we are not gonna ha- allow illegals to have a driver's license in Rhode Island. We are not opening these legalized drug safe injection centers. And it is time for Rhode Island to have the toughest drunk driving laws in the free world. You are writing my state of the state address. Um, <laughs> I wish I was writing your state of the state. Go right ahead. Yeah. You're right. The mask mandates have to go. Yes. Right. They just have to go. And this CRT in our schools, let us, let's focus on academic excellence instead of indoctrination. That's right. That is exactly right. And no more of this pedestal for Walsh and the... 
teachers unions that dictate there's no more distance learning. There's no more of this stuff on Zoom. If you don't want to teach, if you won't go in the classroom, then we're going to find someone else. It is time. We don't have a Governor Rep Morgan. And again, folks, we're speaking with Representative Patricia Morgan. Governor McKee, Rep Morgan, there's, there's never anything about I'm going to do this to help the retirees. We're going to drop uh, taxes on people's pensions so more people can retire here. There's nothing on quality of life. I want to applaud, by the way, the mayor of Warwick that announced behind Warwick City Hall, they're going to have a skating rink. They're going to have a full center set up. It's going to be family-oriented, family-friendly for events, farmers markets. You know, that's the first thing that I've seen in a long time where someone is actually gearing something towards people that follow the law, taxpayers and families, as opposed to just panhandling to try to get the Latino vote. Yeah, I mean, you know, this sanctuary city, we don't, how does allowing a lot of illegals into our state help the people who came here legally? It doesn't. Can anyone figure that one out? It doesn't help them. No. It undercuts the jobs that they're able to take. It makes it harder for them to find housing. It, it ruins the quality of life and, and the prospects, the, the economic financial prospects of the people who came here legally. It's like the Democrats just want to constantly bring in an underclass. And, and we, we keep working our, our uh, as a state, or well, not as a state, but, but our capitalist uh, system keeps building people up, getting them jobs, getting them moving, but the Democrats keep moving in an underclass, an economic underclass that keeps cutting the legs out from under the people who came here legally. Yep. Now, Rep. Morgan, I and again, folks. That. And this whole idea of giving driver's licenses. Oh, now listen, this morning, really? Provin- Providence. I, I hope those driver's licenses are going to be clearly marked with four and national no, on them so gonna, they can't vote. No, it's going to be so they can vote. Scream and shout. It's oh, gonna, that's discriminatory. It's going to be no, so they can vote. Foreign nationals, they're not allowed to yep. vote here. How about this morning, Providence Police? Now, I, I couldn't go because obviously hitting the air at 11 and getting ready for the show. Major David LaPayton updated Providence's first homicide of the year. Ready? 35-year-old. I'm going to spell it for you. B-I-N-I-A-M. How would you pronounce that? B-I-N-I-A-M. Banam Sagi, T-S-E-G-A-I, died at the scene. 28-year-old M-E-R-H-A-W-I. Murha Burr was rushed to the hospital. Now, Rep. Morgan, would you say, are those Irish names or Italian names? <laughs> Here's my point. Hold on. Here's my point. No one even blinks <laughs> that the first homicide, like, this is insanity. This is life in the sanctuary city. Not one member of the media that's, not one blinking member of the media said, no, who are these people, right? Come on. I know a lot of different names, but like, where are these people from? I don't even know what country these people are from. This is who's on the street. This is who police have to go to. This is what you get when you run a sanctuary city, Rep. Patricia Morgan. It is. And you get that lawlessness when you really say that the problem is the police. The problem is guns. No, the problem is crime. That's right. The problem is crime. And you have to say more than, oh, we support the police. Uh. You really have to support them. Right? You You have to let them know that their job is secure. That if they if they arrest somebody of color, 
that their job is not on the line if they don't, you know, if, if they say one intemperate word. That's right. Now, Rep. Morgan. Right? You really have to support them. You have to give them all the tools they need to fight crime. Yes. And Rep. Morgan, and how about. you can't just keep blaming it on guns. No, guns that's what I was going to say. Up and how, shoot somebody. How about the events of over the weekend? You had, we found out this terrorist from England flies into Kennedy Airport. His own brother said, I don't know how he got into America with his criminal record. Came here on a tourist visa. He's in the country for two weeks. He makes his way down to Texas. He takes over the synagogue siege in Texas, demanding another terrorist is let go. That woman that he wants let go, who she should have be held at Guantanamo. Instead, she's being held in Texas. He, the, this is a 10-hour standoff. The FBI special forces come in. And they free the, the hostages, throw a chair, get out of there. They shoot the guy. And President Biden says, we have to get guns off the street because the terrorists got a gun. See, this is how backwards it is. It's that's craziness. What, and that's one of the first bills that has, have been, has been put in here in Rhode Island to, to, to pull guns, off, guns away from law-abiding gun owners. Wait, guns don't pick themselves up and shoot somebody. It is cr- criminals. Right, criminals. We have gangs in Providence. Yes. And drug drug gangs and all kinds of, you know, bad actors. And we're instead of instead of blaming them, we're blaming guns. Yeah. We're blaming the police. I wanna shoot wrong here in that equation. That's and I'm right. telling you, the moms and dads who live in those neighborhoods, they want safety yes. for themselves and their children. Yep. They don't want those gangs running around terrorizing their neighborhood. No. They want the police in there. They want the police empowered to do something about it. So, folks, again, we're speaking with Representative Patricia Morgan. And, Rep. Morgan, before I let you go, I think you... Oh, and this whole idea of having safe injection sites. Well, I want to... That's what I want to touch on. I, as as you know, or may know, and many of the listeners know, so every year I go down to Washington. I was there in September, and we broadcast about hold their feet to the fire. It's all about open border, border security, and so forth. And you have a, you know, you meet a lot of sheriffs. You meet a lot of uh, border patrol. You meet some of the ICE agents. So just last week, I received a call from one of the sheriffs that I've interviewed down there. I'm going to have him on the show. And he said, does your state realize This is a sheriff who is based out of Texas. He said, does your state of Rhode Island realize what happens when you open a safe injection center, when you start to have a plentiful supply of fentanyl and meth and heroin? He said that is those are the drugs of choice of the cartels. He said, Rhode Island, you will see cartels will start to move into Rhode Island, have a presence because those are the drugs that they traffic in. So, Rep. Morgan, Governor McKee, who's about to usher in legalized drugs, safe injection centers, he is also giving out licenses to illegals. He is about to put Rhode Islanders completely in harm way by welcoming in cartels. And if you've seen some of the violence the cartels do in Mexico and other parts, you're not talking about a shooting. You're talking there way to send a message is they decapitate people. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I had actually thought of that. Um, it's sobering. It's sobering what it you is. say for me. It's also, we have people who are dependent upon drugs. Their lives are crap. 
I'm sorry. Yeah. If you're dependent on drugs to get through the day, you have a bad life. Why don't we do those things to get them sober? Right. Instead of supporting them in their addiction. Yes. And on top of that, people supported in their addiction. We want them to be free of that. Exactly. It's a terrible burden on their lives. Yes. The mess. It makes them. It 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 makes them less than they can. Oh God. The message is: move to Rhode Island, where you can manage your drug habit. You can have a fentanyl addiction and still be a productive member of society in Rhode Island. That is complete falsehood. You're 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 killing these people. And let's go back to what I started with. How does any of these policies that are going to be articulated and pushed through, to, through, how do they help people get good jobs to make their lives financially secure and prosperous? They don't. They don't. They don't. Employers don't want to come to a place where maybe there are drug cartels yep. in, in operation. They don't want to have somebody coming to their 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 place and say, well, I got to go out for my fix. I'll only be gone for a little bit. Oh, my right? God. What? They don't want no. that. They, they want a, a business climate. I mean, I saw that, that they're also going to try to push through that we're going to be uh, 100% renewable in eight years. Insanity. Do you know the cost of that? We already have the second highest electric rates in the state. That's right. And now what? They want to make it more? And have we even gotten out of that uh, carbon compact yet? No. That's going to raise the cost of everything? That's right. I mean, you talk about the things that the guy, that the, the governor, the new governor in Virginia, Governor Youngkin, just yes. said. We're going to stop CRT. We're going to make academic excellence what we what we pursue in schools. We're going to get out of this carbon stuff. He, I mean, he, he actually said the things that will move the state forward. People want good jobs. Yes. They want good financially secure lives. And I can't see any of the policies of the Democrats that get us there. And Yunkin's going to cut taxes on top of that. So Yeah, and we should be doing it course, too. Of course, 100%. Rep Morgan, before I let you go, you know, I don't know what your legislative priorities are this session. Uh, I would really like it if you could learn more about, there's a movement, uh, certainly in East Greenwich, but other people about Liv's Law, about little Olivia Passaretti. I believe, uh, if you saw the Channel 12 story last night, we have an epidemic of drunk driving in the state. We need drunk driving, tougher laws. It has absolutely exploded. I know why they're not doing anything on the state house. Many of your colleagues are drunk driving attorneys. And so plus the state makes a lot of money. But I just um, I would like it if it, and don't, you don't have to commit to anything, but at least look into if there's a way to introduce legislation to toughen our drunk driver laws, because I will. Yeah, because I will. I'm, you know, and I, I'll just tell you, I'm also focused on getting rid of CRT in our schools Good. and Good. And a parent's bill of rights. Yes. We shouldn't have the atrocity that happened in North Kingstown. Oh, um, my God. Parents have the right to to uh, guide the values and the education and the health of their children. That's right. Um, and it, it's about it's time for us to put that in concrete writing that they're in the driver's seat. Well, because. Now, a poor little 17-year-old Olivia Passaretti, and as I've been telling the listeners, there is a rally this Saturday. Her parents are organizing it, right? The attorney general's office has two offices. One of them is in Cranston in the the Pastore complex, 4 Howard Street. But 
uh, the, her her rep. She's a 17 year old girl. She should be alive today. She was doing nothing wrong. Someone came cruising along over 100 miles an hour, as you know, ran her off the road. But her, the rep that represents her area, that Justine Caldwell, she believes in weakening the laws. She believes in expunging things. She believes in, well, you know, you can't regulate people's behavior. So she's the opposite. She doesn't think there should be drunk driving laws. She thinks that there should be, you know, no cash bail. She believes in releasing people from the prison. So we're in need of a rep that would step up because I recognize it's not your district. But unfortunately, the state rep for the area and the state senator that Bridget Valatier, she's another one that wants to defund the police and no, you know, they don't get it. They don't. They they endanger. They don't. Nope. Their idea is we have to put up with it. Absorbed in there progressive yes yeah they don't see the reality on the road they don't so folks she is representative patricia morgan rep great to talk to you we're going to talk to you a lot in the new year you are a leader you're up there you're making it happen tonight we'll see what governor mckee says but representative patricia morgan thank you for joining us and we'll talk to you again thank you all right folks there it is representative patricia morgan on this tuesday and i mean it right now at twelve fifty one. so we are getting word of that that governor mckee is now going to extend the mask mandate now you know that as some people are saying on social media is now you know governor mckee has whoa look at this congressman jim langevin is not running for re-election Wow. Congressman Jim Langevin is not running for re-election. How about that? Well, that's big news. Let's see now. Now, Bob Lancia, Republican, he is running. So let's see if that opens the door to anyone else running. I will say in the past that I thought that House Minority Leader Blake Filippi should run. But right now... As a matter of fact, I'm going to, I don't know if I have Bob Lancia's uh, phone number. But that is big news. Congressman Jim Langevin is not seeking re-election. You know, I've heard he's been very ill. The situation with COVID has basically put him underground. And I'm not trying to be, uh, but that is a huge opportunity <clears throat> for the Republican Party. Wow, huge opportunity for the Republican Party. And something to watch is who's going to run for that seat with the Democrats. So repeating, that is big news on this Tuesday. Rhode Island Congressman Jim Langevin will not be seeing seeking reelection. So we're going to have more on that next hour. This is a huge win for it. Now that makes Bob Lancia, but this could also set up. Potentially, he has been running. I'll give him credit. Bob Lancia, let's see if he knows yet. He doesn't know. He has nothing posted on that. So I'm going to um, message him. Let's see if we can get him on the phone next hour. He is. He's the one running right now. Right now at 1253, Bob Lance, uh, excuse me, Jim Langevin is not running for re-election. So let's see, uh, let's see uh, if you can you join me on air. I don't, I don't think. Let me double check.
I want to see. I may have his number. Uh, let me just, maybe I do have his number. Do I have? Nope, I don't have Bob Lancey's number. All right. Well, someone I, I know may have it, and you could send it to me. Someone that's listening that knows me could uh, certainly um, get a hold of me. Well, that is big news. That is big news. Now, that's an open seat. That is an open seat. And what's interesting about that, folks, again, repeating, that is big news. This is it. This is a shot for a Republican to get that seat. And, you know, if you check petro.com, I wrote a piece about it. That that Langevin, why I won't be running for re-election. All right, so the other Providence Journal. So I guess it's been in the works a little bit. Uh, yeah, so he's issuing a statement. Uh, let me check his Facebook, actually. Well, this is a win because it's easier when you don't have, this is now an open seat. And uh, we're going to have to wait and see. I, let's see. Uh, let me just see if I can find Jim Langevin. Uh, for keep, never mind, he was in favor of the impeachment. Where's the, um, where's his page? Hold on, folks. Let me, uh, why am I not, I, I, oh, here we go. All right, maybe he has something. Oh, nope. No, he doesn't. All right. Well, he's nothing on his, oh, he does. Thank you, Rhode Island. Oh, here we go. I got some sound of it. Here we go. That's why it's been the privilege of a lifetime. All right. To represent you. Hold on. Bear with me. I can get this in. We have a better. He doesn't speak that loud. Of course, they don't even. Um, of course, they don't like have it nice and broadcast and loud. I have heard that his health, anyone that has seen him, this uh, pandemic. Listen, I, I feel for the congressman. Uh, I've known him a long time, and I, I have heard, and anyone that has seen him, he, he looks like the pandemic has really aged him a long time. Here we go. Rhode Island uh, is my home. Rhode Island is home. state, and I love the people who live here. Congressman Jim Langevin. That's why it's been the privilege of a lifetime to represent you as a state representative, as Secretary of State, and as your congressman. Now, I know these last several years have been particularly difficult for Rhode Island families but we've been in this fight together, just like we always have. He's been absent. Nearly 40 years ago, a tragic accident left me paralyzed. True. My dreams of becoming a police officer, serving in law enforcement were crushed. And I was forced to relearn how to perform almost every daily task and dream new dreams. Yet, during my hour of need, Rhode Islanders rallied behind me. And I was inspired to give back to the community that had given me so much. Encouraged by my family's unending love and support, and my faith, that 16-year-old from Warwick became the first quadriplegic ever elected to the United States Congress. Like I promised my first reign for office, I've done my best to stand up for you and your families. But after serving the people of Rhode Island for over 36 years, including 11 terms and nearly 22 years in Congress, hasn't passed today, one bill. I'm announcing that I will not be a candidate for elective office this November. I'm so proud of all that we've been able to accomplish together. I have led the efforts in Congress to strengthen our cybersecurity and prepare our nation for the threats of the 21st century. I've worked tirelessly to protect and advance the rights of Americans with disabilities. And I've worked across the aisle to invest in job training, apprenticeships, and career and technical education. 
and I fought to defend our national security, advocate for our shipbuilders who make our nation's submarines right here in Rhode Island, and most importantly, ensure that our men and women in uniform never enter a fair fight. Then, when our brave warfighters return home, I've worked to ensure that we fulfill our promises to our veterans by providing the benefits that they've earned, as well as providing support for mental health services. Rhode Island Congressman Jim Langevin has announced he's not seeking re-election. Open seat. I'll always be most proud of my winnable Republican seat. Affordable Care Act, which lowered health care costs and secured coverage for millions of uninsured Americans. It's the most significant piece of legislation that I've ever supported. Now, I've not come to this decision lightly, but it's time. His poll numbers are way off. Time to try a new course, which I hope will keep me closer to home and allow me to spend more time with family and friends. As I turn the page on this chapter, I do so with the full confidence of the next generation of leaders here in the 2nd District. And while I don't know what's next for me just yet, whatever I do will always be in service of you, Rhode Island. Finally... I want to thank the dozens of dedicated staff members. All right. Well, enough of that. Folks, again, repeating our big news. Rhode Island Congressman Jim Lanchon not seeking re-election. Now, we've been hearing about this. His poll numbers are way off. Pandemic has been very, very difficult in him. He's had to be underground. Uh, th- listen, I'm speaking facts. With his physical condition, if he got COVID, he would not survive it. That's what I've been told. He's been nowhere. The pandemic's not going away. His poll numbers are way down. Biden's numbers are down. Langevin, who's never passed one piece of legislation, is not seeking re-election. We're going to have a lot more on this next hour. Now, remember, next hour is radio only, AM 1380, 99.9 FM. You can listen online at the website, petro.com. I will be doing Facebook Live later tonight because Governor McKee is delivering his State of the State. Again, repeating the big news, Rhode Island Congressman Jim Langevin will not seek re-election. We're going to break for the one o'clock news. I'll be back on the other side. Again, you're listening to the John DePietro Show.